Welcome to the Film Coterie. I'm Roger. I'm Adam. And this is episode 54 for the week of June the 29th, 2018. What's up, Adam? We're back in the studio, the real studio. Yes, we are. We it are seems ba- like we keep flipping back and forth between my office and here, but it's always good to be back here in the professional setting. There you go. And so um, it's been a crazy couple weeks for me. I Up until tonight, I have been movie deprived. It's that summer season. June is here. The kids and I were at camp last week and uh, uh, been busy with my in my professional life, just all kinds of craziness. And so I hadn't been to the movie theater like in two weeks, man. I was really feeling it. And you're missing out. I know you want to see Incredibles too. We're, I've seen it. We're going to hold off on reviewing that until Rogers checked it out. Um, but something we can talk about is we just used the AMC A-list pass tonight. Yes, let's it, talk about that. It launched on Tuesday. Um, it's for AMC only, obviously, and it's super easy. We're not paid sponsors. No, we're not. <laughs> we are paying out of our own pocket to use this. But if you've already had the Stubbs app, it just runs in the app. It's $20 a month. You can see three movies a week. And all you have to do is go through the app, find the movie, and hit reserve. Well, you know, it's funny because we, um, our AMC is our local Thursday night theater that we go to every week. And, um, I started off over a year ago and just became an AMC Stubbs member, you know, a general member because it waives all your online fees for, and you build up some points and maybe get a free popcorn every six months or so. And uh, when this A-list came out, I, I was shocked how seamless it was. You know, you and I have been movie pass guys for, I don't know. Since it came out. Since it came out, right? And it's been great. But there are a lot of limitations with movie pass. You know, you can't. You can't. You can only see one movie a day. You can't reserve movies ahead of time. You one, can't see the same movie more than once. Yeah. Once you see a movie, you can't see it again. So there's, it's a great service, and it works literally at any theater in the country. Well, now they're starting in July. They're going to start charging two dollars for peak time viewing of a new movie. So it's well, not just ten dollars yeah. anymore. So Thursday night is our movie night. That's a peak time. That's a new release night. Friday night's a peak time. Saturday night's a new peak. Is a peak time. So. When you add on the $2 per movie, you're already paying $9.99 a month. You know, you go see four movies a month. That's another $8 we've just tacked on to our, our membership. So we're already paying $17, $18 a month now for movie pass. And AMC allows us to do, we can see 3D movies. You can't do that with, you know, movie pass. You might be able to, but there's an upcharge. Yeah. I mean, you can't see, we can see IMAX, 3D, Dolby Digital. Uh, all the different formats, we can reserve movies ahead. That's the best part, is you can just reserve your ticket ahead of time. And so, One surprising thing, I, I saw it in the small print, that you have to show your ID to use it. I thought, this is never going to happen. Oh, no. Sure they, enough, we we got our IDs checked. They, they actually yeah. looked carefully and matched up our names to the ticket. Yeah, they carded us. Now, we'll see in a month from now if they're still IDing us or not, but they sure did, absolutely. Yeah. So, But this is just two days into it, so... So, so what else has been happening? You saw Incredibles too. Have you seen anything else? I saw the sequel to Jurassic World. Okay. So, you man, you're. I'm telling you, I'm hoping by next week, before we get into uh, Ant Man, right? Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp. I'm hoping by next week I'll have seen Jurassic World and Incredibles, two franchises I just love. So, yeah, I'm really kind of I'm behind the eight ball right now. Yeah, uh, in TV news, the surprising news today is that Showtime is going ahead with the Halo series. 
this thing has been in development forever. Peter Jackson's been tied to it. Neil Blomkamp from uh, District 9's been attached to it. No, Spielberg's producing it. And uh, Rupert Wyatt, who had directed the first Planet of the Apes movie, is actually going to direct, they said, multi-episode arc. Wow. So he's known for his mocap. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's played Halo is going to expect <coughs> the aliens and the Covenant to be mocap. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. And it's going to be expensive. Showtime's putting the money into it. They've said it's got comparable budget to Game of Thrones. Well, that's kind of exciting because there's... Some... I always root for big-budget sci-fi. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I'm excited for that. The other rumors that a Star Trek will be coming on that's a sequel to Next Generation with Patrick Stewart returning as an Admiral Picard. Oh, man. Hopefully it's not on their streaming service. Hopefully they can get this on network TV and no, I'll watch. It's not going to be on network TV. I'm going to tell you right now. With the success of Discovery... Has it been a success? Oh, yes, and it has dr- pushed the needle for them on their subscription oh. service. I hadn't seen any numbers. Yeah, it's 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 been pretty popular for them, and, you know, yeah, they're going to push all their content. Everybody's pushing their good content to the pay services. It, pretty soon, before you know it, it's going to be like you either pay for the service or you get, all you're going to get over the air is going to be you know, uh, shopping channels or something. <laughs> so why can't they just put Big Bang Theory on the pay service and put Star Trek on TV? Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> but there's, you know, too many major advertisers that pay for that half-hour slot. You know? I guess. Yeah. Um, so what else? I, I guess Westworld ended this week. So, yeah, yeah. We won't get into spoilers there, but... Uh, that that has a cinematic tie because it came from a movie from the from the 70s the original westworld and uh its second season has ended um that might be michael crichton's only screenplay <clears throat> i mean most of his properties are based on his books he actually yeah. wrote westworld not as a novel it was a screenplay yeah. he'd, he'd written and and it's um it's been interesting. There's a lot I could say about it that I has uh, upset me and I've kind of gotten ticked off about, but I've also enjoyed it as well too. So it's not all been bad. And this isn't a spoiler. I view Westworld as a as a entity that you have to view in its entirety. It's right. hard to judge it on any single episode in a season. So I've been kind of disappointed along the way, but I've held off and said I'm going to wait until I see the whole thing. I'm kind of on the same page with you, Roger. Now that ugh, season two is kind of a disappointment. Yeah, it was a disappointment for me, but. I'm going to give season three a go because the potential of where they might go is very intriguing to me. Yeah, that's the thing. I may complain, but I'm back in that seat for season three. Yep, me as well. Okay, well, if there's nothing else you want to chat about, why don't we jump into our Thursday Night Review? Yes, it is Sicario, Day of the Soldado. All right, you're listening to the film Coterie. We'll be right back after a little sneak peek from the film. you define terrorism? The current definition is any individual or group that uses violence to achieve a political goal. The administration believes that the drug cartels fit that definition. this thing through, I'm going to have to get dirty. Turning you loose. 
I'll lose. No rules this time. Adios. to start a war. With who? Everyone. All right, we're back, and we are here to talk about the Sicario sequel. If you've not seen Sicario, you should rectify that and watch it immediately. It was a movie that came out two or three years ago from Denis Villeneuve with Josh Brolin and um, Benicio Del Toro. And and Roger Deakins. Was a cinematographer, yes. Yes, yeah. yes he works with me. And Sicario really surprised me. I didn't have any expectations going in when I saw the first one, and it just blew me away. It's one of my favorite action thrillers maybe the last decade. So I was hopeful for the sequel. It, it lost Denis as he's busy working on Dune, but it kept probably the most important part. It kept Taylor Sheridan as the writer. And if you're not familiar with Taylor, he's given us Sicario and Wind River and Hell or High Water. So his streak of films is just awe-inspiring. Yeah, they've been great. And uh, i got to say, my expectations were high going into this film. And uh, I was not disappointed whatsoever. i tell you one thing. They... Knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. I, I just, I loved, I loved the, you know, it kept the same feel with the sound. The score is very similar. It's that driving, almost depressing or oppressing soundtrack, you know. Um, the sound was great. And I got to say, the performances, especially Benicio Del Toro, is, I think, even better in this film than it was the original. Um, he really, th- there was a scene in the movie where, you know, imagine you have this oppressing, heavy kind of score that's just just always in your face and getting after you. This action movie, this border patrol movie with the cartel and all this. And then all of a sudden we come to a little space in this film where the movie gets very quiet. And Benicio shares something very uh, intimate about his character with somebody else. And I'm like... I'm moved to tears. I'm about ready to start bawling in the movie theater here. It was a very powerful scene. Um, the performances are great. Brolin just gets better. Every time I see the guy, he really knows how to how to deliver a line. He knows that he, there's, he has such a presence about him. Um, I, I thought the young girl that played in this, I thought she was great. Um, now, Here's the thing about the whole Sicario series is we don't know much about these characters. Right, exactly. They already have their working relationship. We're not getting flashbacks. We get little hints and bits about their characters along the way. But they're both just so magnetic and interesting. You don't Yeah. You don't feel like you need to know a lot about them. You're no, just kind of you you're right in there on the adventure. No, not, not at all. Absolutely. And I like how they introduce Brolin in this movie. It's a shot of his cargo shorts and his Crocs. As he's kind of walking across and the military you knew it was base, him. you knew it was him. He's just the, got the swagger. Just by the walk, he 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 has this military base. Everybody's dressed to the hilt. He's in the Hawaiian shirt, shorts, and Crocs with the "I don't give a damn" attitude. Yeah, you know, it's just class. It's just great, classic Roland. I just really liked it. Uh, it could be a major change in the last one. They they do more work to humanize these two characters in this one. 
these guys do a lot of bad things. Yes. They're, they're kind of our last line of defense, our wolves that are out in the wild. These are the guys that terrorists lose sleep over at night that are coming for them. They operate outside the law. And, you know, that's a debate whether or not it's necessary, but these are the guys that, that take out whatever needs to be taken out. Right. Rules be damned. Yep. So both of these guys make decisions that kind of humanize their characters a little bit more, and they're not as cold, I don't think, as they were in the first Sicario. No, I would agree absolutely. And, you know, there there comes a point where you can almost overplay that hand and it come off, and it comes off really fake, but it didn't seem to. I really bought into the story. I bought into what they were trying to do. I don't want to give... You know, it's one. This is one of those movies where I could I could tell you the plot because it's not a <gasps> big twist at the end kind of thing from my perspective. I could tell you the plot. Now there are some twists and turns along the way, without a doubt. Some things I didn't see coming that just jumped up and yeah. smacked me. You know, but I could tell I could tell you the plot, but it doesn't take away from how good this movie really is. Yeah, and you can see it in the trailer. Uh, basically, the cartel have brought a terrorist or terrorists across the border um, that caused chaos in the U.S. because they want a tighter border. A tighter border increases drug prices, makes the price of cocaine go through the roof. Yeah. Because, you know, less is getting through, and if they can get it through, they get all the money. So Brolin and uh, Benicio come together to just try to start a war between the various cartel groups. And And, and it's funny because... Man, you know, the first first 45 minutes of this movie, you, you, I'm just sitting there shaking my head going, I just I, I just hope this is really not how our government is. But you have that gut feeling that says, I bet this is a whole lot like how our government really is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's talk about the tension in this movie. Yes. There's a couple scenes where they just really ratchet it up. You don't know what's coming. It's it's all played really well and expertly. I think it's a lot due to the script and the direction here. Um, it's great to go into this movie cold. I don't think the trailers spoil too much. No. There's helicopters, bullets fly, there's explosions, but that's not going to ruin anything for you. I think the trailer go the story goes in some unexpected direction that really that really just draws your interest in. I couldn't even tell you how long this movie was. It felt like the right length, but it yeah. didn't feel too it, short or overly well, no, long. I think the pace was great. I think the pacing of the film, it moved along at a good clip, but when you needed a breather, it gave you a breather. There's almost the scene with uh, with two of the main characters when they get stranded on their own. It's kind of the intermission for the film. It gives it's you a break a, in the it tension. It gives you a break in that yeah. tension, yeah. And it really helps you then embrace where this film's going to go. Uh, I will say that I thought they were going to use a, one of the young, uh, younger characters a little bit better. Um, but there may be still more to come with that character. So I don't want to spoil the movie for you. I really think you just need to go see Sicario 2. I think it's just, it, yeah, it's, it's going to be worth your time. Did this one feel a little bit like a Western to you near the end? Not as much as like Logan feels like a Western, but I just got right. a little bit of a, a Western lone gunslinger vibe doing the right thing kind of kind of feeling from the script, more so than the first one. Yeah, there there definitely is a pilgrimage aspect to this film, a wandering aspect to this film, a out on my own against the world. Morality. Aspect. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, and it works. It just really works. I don't know. I, I don't think I've seen anything this director has done. Stefano Salima. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess. I don't think I've seen anything um, that 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 he she's done. Uh, but Taylor Sheridan can lay down a story. Let me tell you. Yeah. And it's evident in this film. Now, if you were following along with the naming of this movie. They were kind of throwing out some stuff earlier that this was going to be a series where you never knew if you were seeing a prequel or a sequel. Um, part of the reason is that they would love to do a prequel at some point and introduce these two characters. Show us how Matt and Alejandro met. Um, but they've, they've changed in the marketing. This is a sequel. But Emily Blunt's character is not referenced at all, and it's not a part. This is just another mission between Alejandro and Matt. So... First one's not even necessary to see this one. Right. But if you like the characters, you're obviously going to want to check it out. Well, I, I think if you went and saw this at the theater and really enjoyed it, and you go back, you're going to enjoy Sicario, the original, in a whole different way. Yeah, you can watch them in either order. Yeah, it, it's not. And and to be honest with you, it, it's it's still a little ambiguous. This, this outside of a couple timeline issues, this thing could have happened prequel to yeah. the other one. You know, it's it's really shot that way already, you know. And that kind of gives it a Tom Clancy feel. If you've ever read his books about Jack Ryan and these yes, adventures. love them. This is kind of a modern Clancy, at least to me. That's kind of the vibe I pick up oh, off of. Oh, that's this. interesting. I never would have thought that. I would never would have considered that. But uh, I think on that. I'm not going to say I agree or disagree. Sure. But, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, with the time aspect and the time elements, I would agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what are your thoughts with some of the performances? Adam Benicio Del Toro played Alejandro, Josh Brolin. Um, how about Isabella Moner? She was yeah. the, the, the young girl that played Isabella Reyes. Yeah, so Isabella Reyes is the new character in this movie. You see her in the trailer, and she does a really good job. I've not seen her in anything before, but she sort of sells this powerful daughter, rebellious daughter. She goes through a lot of changes in the movie, and I, I think it all works you buy her relationship with each character in the film. I think it's all earned. It doesn't just feel like stapled on. Right. There's a lot of authentic emotions between her and especially Benicio. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and the rest of the performances are just pretty much supportive and in, in, ser in service. They're just serviceable, you know. They're special ops guys. Yeah, you know. They're cookie cutter, but they're <clears throat> in the background. Matthew Modine plays the Secretary of State or Secretary of Defense, I mean. And it's just a serviceable performance, and nothing, it's all it needs to be. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not. It's not. He's not. He shouldn't be drawing attention to himself. So, in that sense, I guess you could say it was a pretty good performance. Um, and I think both of these movies don't really have a face on the villain, and that's kind of the interesting. There's no bad guy that's orchestrating everything. It's just more chaotic, evil in the world kind of bad guy. I will say this though, leaving Sicario, Day of the Soldado, or whatever you pronounce this sucker here. There now is a face for me of the bad guy. Yeah. You know, now, even though we've never, ever seen the bad guy, you know, there's definitely a, we know where, I mean, we know where this is going with the third one. And if, that's not If a bad they make thing. more, I think they will. If they make more, this has a clearer path forward than the first Sicario, which was very self-contained and didn't really cry out for a sequel. Yeah. But I'm glad they did it. This is a rare sequel. I've only seen it once. I can't say it's better than the first one. And the, and the first one may still always be better in my mind. Sure. Because it was a, such a surprise to me. I wasn't expecting to like the movie that much going into it. And I love Sicario. But this is a, a very good sequel 
on on par with the first movie. Now, now let me throw this question out to you. Third movie comes out. Yeah. You know where I'm going with this question? Who do you want to direct it? If you could get Denis Villeneuve back, or you have Stefano uh, Salima, you know, um, let's say we're going to keep Taylor Sheridan through the okay, whole Okay, I was going to say, can we keep Taylor right yeah, in these? So, so who, who do you want? And you can get Roger Deakins back and the, the crew from the first one. Is it a win-win? or, or It's in good hands either way. I mean, I got no issue if, if Stefano Salima directs the next one. That's fine. I'm happy with this product. I think Denis Villeneuve is going to be very busy because Dune is going to be multi-picture, I believe. Yeah. So I'd rather have a Sicario sooner than waiting for Denis to get through his Dune saga. So, But like I said, if they say Stefano's directing tomorrow, I'm happy. Yeah, I am too. And, it's in very good hands. And I think I'm going to mill around and see what else this guy's, you know, whatever else has been done. This may be his first English language film. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, final thoughts, Adam, on uh, Sicario Day of the Soldado. What are your What are your thoughts about this film? Well, Brolin has done it. He may be the first actor ever to put out three great summer movies in the same summer. Between this, Deadpool, and Avengers. So, I can't argue with you. You're right. <laughs> that's a rare feat, and it may have never been done before. Like I said, I, he just gets better every time I see him on screen. You know, I can't ever think even of a bad Josh Brolin performance. No, he he's great. I mean, there's movies that aren't good, like Jonah Hex, but man, that guy, he's consistently brought it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's going to wrap it up. It's it's too definite positive. Go see this film from Adam and I. Um, yeah, we haven't looked. Sometimes when movies come out like this, they take the older movie off the streaming services. Check out Sicario if you have not seen it. Even if you have to rent it from iTunes, it's well worth your four ninety nine. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, you're listening to The Film Coterie. When we come back, we're going to preview our coming attractions, what we've got to look forward to in the next couple weeks. We'll see you on the turnaround. All right, and we're back, and uh, this is our coming attractions and our final segment in the podcast, kind of a shorter podcast, just one movie to review tonight. So let's look ahead, Adam. What do we have to look forward to in July? What's catching your eye? Uh, next week, we're going to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, which has had very positive reception so far. There's been a few screenings. And Roger, that'd be a good week for you to check out Incredibles, because you know we, yeah. we compare those together for a review sequence. I'm going to endeavor to make that happen. You're going to like Incredibles. Spoiler, I liked it, but yeah, Roger's really going to like it, I think. Well, it is my the original Incredibles is my favorite Pixar movie of all time, so high bar for me. And then the next week, uh, Friday, July 13th, we have the next animated movie, the new Hotel Transylvania. I think those have done pretty well before. And yes. then Blu-ray Bob's number one anticipated movie of the summer, Skyscraper. Now I'm telling you, I'm going to I'm call it right now. Every trailer I've seen, I, this movie looks terrible to me. <laughs> like, I, I just go, ugh. But they've, I'm gonna seen, tell you, they've seen Die Hard before. Like, that's gonna, safe to say. I'm going to tell you right now, I bet it's going to be a hit. Yeah, I mean... I it's bet the rock. it's the rock. It's right in the middle of summer when people are going to the movies. I bet you this movie's going to be a hit. It, and I may end up seeing it with Blu-ray Bob. Who knows? 
He's going to be there. I mean, the movie, just so you know, the movie to beat for Bob is Rampage. Rampage is the top movie of the year for Bob, so that's the that's what Skyscraper's going up against. Now, we also have some other kind of smaller, off-beaten stuff. You yeah, know, this is a good week on the indie front looking at now. It's 8th grade, which I've been waiting to see ever since its festival run. And then, don't worry, he won't get far on foot, which I think has kind of skipped the festivals just to go to a release. Yeah, and the and that can be good or bad. Yeah. But it, the, the trailer was funny, and, man, we're talking Joaquin Phoenix, Jonah Hill, Jack Black— You've got me right there just with those three. So, Okay, and then into into the middle to last part of the month, what do we have? Uh, July 20th, we have Unfriended Dark Web, which I liked, from Overlook Film Festival. I think awesome. I talked about it on that podcast. Yep, and you've already seen that for us, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, you're, you're trying to get out of that one, right? <laughs> then Equalizer 2 with Denzel. It's been a little while since Denzel's been in a movie, and the first one was a hit. This one has a good trailer. Yeah, I like I like the first Equalizer a lot. Yeah, you know, I like it whenever Denzel Washington plays a plays a badass. Let's just call yes. it. I just like it. He plays it good. You know what can I say? Yeah. And then of course the Mamma Mia sequel that I won't say nobody asked for. Some people must have asked for it. No, there will be people in the Leg family going to see this. I can tell you right now. Some Abba fans. Yes, and my wife and daughter. <laughs> And then the month closes with Mission Impossible Fallout, which looks good and is insane if you read about what Tom Cruise did during this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then the Teen Titans, their first animated foray onto the big screen. And that that's going to be, I think, a big hit as well, too. So July's looking great, man. It's been a good summer. I mean, it these, has. these blockbusters all... have been better than normal blockbusters. Yes, I haven't seen too many duds. It has been a great summer so far. So go out and see the movies. Go out to the movies, man. What else you got to do, you know? Enjoy a, enjoy a Friday night, a Saturday night. Go see a movie. And uh, uh, Adam, if if someone would happen to go see a movie and they get really stirred up by this movie and they want to talk to somebody about this movie. How I was say, they, are you talking about Hereditary? How can they find us? Uh, we are on Facebook. That's the best place to find us. Facebook.com backslash Film Coterie. We are also on Twitter and Instagram with the handle yep. at Film Coterie. And we got a website, FilmCoterie.com. But back to Hereditary. If you check out Hereditary and have thoughts on it, come talk to me. Absolutely. I'm still not done talking Hereditary. This movie's still <laughs> bouncing around in my brain. We were actually going to go see it a couple weeks ago with my cousin. And uh, he uh, had a last minute chicken out. It's not that scary, but I, the buzz must have spooked him because we were getting ready to go to the theater. He's like, I don't think I can take it. It's one of those deals where, so I've heard, you've outlined the plot to me because I have no intention of seeing it. It just looks too scary for me. You, so I, you've told me the plot. Then we did a podcast about it. And then we did a spoiler cast where we really went in-depth about it. I know so much about this movie. I don't think it would scare me quite as much yeah. as it would if I went, in, if I went into this movie cold. You might have to break out the shock paddles. Well, here's the funny thing about my cousin. I asked him what scares him. It's different for everyone. Some people are spooked by ghosts. Some people are spooked by home invasions or Clowns. possession. Clowns, slashers. Everyone kind of has their weak point when it comes to horror. He said evil. So I just sit back and think, well, whew, they're certainly evil in this movie. There's no running away from that. So maybe this will be too much for you. Well, maybe he meant like cultic type, you know. Evil. Evil. That's <laughs> Hereditary, spoiler alert, there's evil in Hereditary. Maybe in bucket loads. That's okay. It's it's all good, man. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, it's been a good podcast, man. So, I guess we'll... I don't know when this is going up. Maybe tomorrow. Yep. That'll be Friday. Um, we're going to be at Space Jam in Parkersburg. So, I'll have a table there. If you hear this in time, come say hey. 
Uh, if you hear this later, I'm sure we had a great time at Space Jam. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Film Coterie. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>